Hello and welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's good to be with you for another season. This is your loyal host, Pastor Josiah. Um, if you've been a part of the show for a long time, welcome back. Um, if you're just starting with us, hey, I'm glad to have you here. Um, we do come out of Cross Point Church in St. Louis, but if you um, are not a part of our church, you are more than welcome to be here. We're actually, we're glad you're here. And if this podcast helps you or it becomes a part of your um, routine, and we try various ways to stay connected and committed to the habits of the Christian life. So if this becomes a part of your daily routine and you think it would help somebody else, why not recommend it? All right, guys, we're in. Um, we're going to pick up in our usual format, which is we'll have a verse of the day. Today it's 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Okay, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. If um, you're following along at home, I would like to look it up. And what we're going to do is we're going to take that verse of the day, we're going to put it back in its context. We're going to read a little bit after it, uh, maybe before it, although I think... Um, Seven verse seven starts a new thought, so I don't know if we'll be going above it or not, but uh, we might. And uh, we're just going to put it back in its context and briefly look at how um, we can see Jesus in these verses, how it might be able to practically help us a little bit um, with our Christian life, but especially to just see the power of context in Bible study, because I believe that is what will really help all you guys. If you keep picking up that from our program, then it will help you when you're in your own Bible reading time. Okay? And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, hopefully it'll become clear as we go along. All right, the first thing I want to do is just read our verse um, from the uh, ESV version of the Bible. Um, whatever you're following along in is fine. I just want to let you know what we're using. And at 1 John 4, 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. All right? So one more time, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. All right, just some uh, a few things to uh, get us into the verse. Why is he calling, who is he talking to, and why is he referring to them as beloved? So this is a letter from John, the author, to a church, which he's either, you know, the head of or a leader to or one of the elders of or something along those lines. And he is addressing them as beloved, as in this is a group of people that he loves, which is not only true, but pretty cool for the context because of what he's asking us to do, right? He's saying, let us love one another. And he's just illustrating that, you know, like saying, I love you guys and that's what we do here, okay, as Christians. So let us love one another. Now, what I'd love to do is um, verses 7 through 12, they build on each other. They illustrate each other. So 7 goes to 8, goes to 9, goes to 10, goes to 11. And then kind of a cool thing that the Bible does sometimes is we come back we kind of revisit the point that's being made in verse 7. We kind of revisit it in verse 12, but maybe from a slightly different angle or now with more information from the other verses. So I'm not making a big deal out of this because it's some kind of cool exotic thing that you can show your friends, but because this is really um, kind of basic instructions for getting the most out of your, especially 
well, I don't know about especially, but your New Testament reading is getting that they often are building a case or opening something and then further illustrating it as the verses go by. I don't think it's how a lot of the things we read from day to day are written. And so I think this little practice here will just sharpen some of us and be a reminder to some. And then for some, it may be the first time you've kind of heard this. So instead of talking it to death, let's do it. All right. I want you to kind of follow along and see how seven verse seven leads to eight leads to nine. And we're kind of, it's like John is building a bigger thought and he just keeps filling in the thing with information because as you can, as I'm sure you can tell from your own life, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. That's a mouthful. Am I right? And you, it, it's really going to depend how you fill in certain words in there with meaning like love, you know, you can fill that in with all kinds of meaning and you, which would either help or it could lead you way off track as it has in, in my life. I know that maybe it has in yours. Another thing is love is from God. Okay. I mean, we're, that's general. I think a lot of us listening to this program get it because we're Christians are thinking, yeah, I think I know what he means, but let's put our brain where we're going. Okay. I think I might know what he means, but let's stay curious, okay? And let's see if the following verses help us, because this is going to show you the power of context in Bible reading. So he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8, Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So there's the there's seven restated in a negative way like and so if you love you're from God if you don't you're not because God can be defined by love he is in his inner being love in this the love of God was made manifest that's a way manifests way to say this is how the love of God was made real or tangible to us which is important right because we were talking about how you can fill in the words love and Love is from God. That's kind of begging for a definition. Well, here comes a really powerful one, okay? John knows that he's opened that slot in our mind, and he's going to fill it with, with the gospel. He says, in this, the love of God was made manifest or made real among us that God sent his only son into the world, okay? So now our definition has just gotten very clear because now we're referencing Jesus Christ, so the love of God is Jesus. Jesus illustrates in his life, his death, his resurrection, his teaching, you know, his mission that we can read about in the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When we see Jesus being who he was, we can know that he was being the love of God. And that God, it says that love comes from God. What's that mean? It means Jesus. It means look at how God's love came to us through his son Jesus into the world so that we might live through him. That's where we fit in, okay? Why did God love us? What did he hope to accomplish? He hoped to accomplish us living. He found us dead in our sins and trespasses, okay? So God came into our life to give us life. That's what love looks like. He got involved with us and is loving us to life. Let's keep going in verse 10. In this is love, you know, why are we calling it love? Why is it not just good deeds or maybe he felt sorry for us or maybe he was doing something he expects something in return? Verse 10 says, and this is love. Not that we have loved God. Okay, there's all that pressure. What, why do I deserve this? Have I done enough for God? Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us 
and sent his son, there's Jesus again, to be the propitiation for our sins. It means to have put off the penalty, the separation, the guilt, the bill we owed that was separating us from the love of God. The son has paid that for us. Again, an illustration of God's love. And then verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, so considering all that's been done for us in Christ, we also ought to love one another. So God is never coming to you flat and just saying, hey, start from zero and do something for me. He never does that. Instead, he's going, hey, I've done everything for you and my son, Jesus Christ. Will you stand on that foundation, gain strength and encouragement from that foundation? And from that place of being loved and saved by grace alone, will you from that place begin to love other people? Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, verse 12 is going to restate 7, but but including all this new information we have. Okay, so just as a reminder, 7 was, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And now let's go to 12. No one has ever seen God. You know, he's the he's too holy to be seen with our eyes, so to speak. No one's ever seen God. But if we love one another... God abides, it's a way to say he lives in us, and in his love is perfected in us. So that, beloved, let us love one another. Love is from God means that when we love each other the way Christ loved us, so the church needs to be loving one another the way that Christ loved us, and when we do that, people have a chance to see God. And again, what would that look like so that we don't get lost or too mystical or too in over our heads? Don't forget that Jesus was referenced the entire time throughout these verses to say, well, how could someone see God through love? We see God through Jesus washing his own disciples' feet, you know, being being willing to say, hey, this takes nothing from me. I love you guys. I'll do this. I'll take this low position. We see that love as Jesus laid down his life to take up the cross. We see love as he was patient with his disciples over and over again when they didn't get it. We see love when when they didn't stick with him, he stuck with them. We see love in his forgiveness. We see love in his wisdom. Okay, does that make sense? We see God. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? And so we have it from John here that when we love one another, we become a way for people to experience God by the love that we have for one another. Okay? So I know that this is still a huge subject, and it's not like we've, you know, solved everything, but I hope you see how 7 through 12 are built in a purposeful way to keep, you know, to open an idea and then deepen it. And what I would do if you're looking for next steps or some study in your life or and you're thinking, what can I do for Bible study? I want you to take First um, John, that letter, and go through it like this, you know, slowly, not making stuff up. You won't have to make stuff up, but just check your context and be clear when John starts a new subject and just see, because he he's, does this a lot, he'll fill it in with new information and then come back to it, um, having you know shown us a few things, and then he'll kind of reiterate it and be like, so, considering everything we've just heard, this is what we need to do, and this is how we're going to do it, okay? Um, where we see Jesus in these verses has been illustrated all through, right? It's all about seeing Jesus, Okay. All right, guys, man, it's been so good to be with you. Glad to be back with you. New season of um, Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. I'll be looking for further episodes, especially as we get um, close to Easter. I'm always excited um, to have this program help us ramp up to it in some ways. We've got some exciting stuff coming for you, so just stay tuned. 
We'll talk to you later.